Alright, good morning, good afternoon or good evening my fellow trash talkers Whatever time you are tuning in, I am glad to have you on board You're listening to Trash Talk with D Bork and I'm your host Dave Bork It is Wednesday the 8th of November 2023 and this is episode 4 of our NFL pod What a cracking week 9 that was Crazy to think we're already 9 weeks into the season At the halfway point already and I think you can you can tell who's good and who's not by now. You can. There's plenty of not. <laughs> There's plenty of not. There's also plenty of good, though. Um, we'll run through our best of the best for week nine. Uh, some great quarterback performances out there. Uh, we'll also take out some trash. We got a couple of uh, couple of young young quarterbacks that are going to be entering the trash this week, as well as a member of the coaching staff. Uh, we'll go through our questions on socials, as always. Slide into my DMs on Instagram at Trash Talk with D Bork for those. Uh, we'll also run through our best bets for last week and this week to see what we can find. We we're one and one last week on that, um, and couple of reels that were very unlucky on Friday and Sunday night. But why don't we start with our best of the best for this week and look no further than Mr. CJ Stroud. That rookie is setting the league alight. He's the only rookie with 400 plus passing yards, five touchdowns and no picks this week. That was super impressive, especially that last drive against Tampa Bay. Wow. 470 passing yards, five touchdowns in a 39 to 37 win versus Tampa Bay. Um, he has this offense absolutely rolling, rolling and making some, I don't know, we'll call them average or guys that have been in the league for a little bit now, like Noah Brown and Dalton Schultz looking incredible. Uh, there's another connection that he's got, which Tank Dell, their other rookie, he has been so good. They're actually awesome to watch, which you haven't been able to say that a lot about Houston over the last few years. But yeah, CJ, CJ's got him going. And they are thanking their lucky stars that Carolina drafted Bryce Young ahead of him. Um, they've got a huge matchup this week at Cincinnati. Uh, I think we're really going to see where Houston are at for that. Uh, that's it's going to be it's going to be awesome to watch because they're going up against uh, someone who has Cincy absolutely rolling right now. Which brings us to Mr. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, 348 passing yards on 31 of 44 for two touchdowns. That calf is looking A-OK now. Joey B is scrambling out of the pocket and finding his elite of elite receivers in T. Higgins, who had a monster game. Monster game against Buffalo. They barely even had to use Jamar Chase. Uh, in a 24-18 to 18 win, Cincinnati have now won five straight games after starting 0-3. They look the goods. The AFC North. Every team in the AFC North is in the playoff picture right now. Like we said, Pittsburgh will eventually drop off. But those other three teams, you know, Cincy, Baltimore, Cleveland, whose defense is absolutely lots out. They're, they're three teams that could easily make the playoffs, and they should. Just depends what kind of quarterback play you're getting out of Deshaun Watson, but you're, you're definitely getting Cincy and Baltimore in. Speaking of Baltimore, they were... Dominant, dominant in a win against Seattle, 37-3. They rushed for almost 300 yards, 298 on the ground, and it was everyone. Everyone ran all over him. Gus the Bus, fantasy owners, they're loving life. Two touchdowns for him. Baltimore are now 7-2. and two. 
Seven and two. All these questions about Lamar, you know, oh, is he going to be a guy that can get it done? Yes. Yes, he is. As long as he is healthy, he's a former MVP and he's playing like it this year. And they have weapons now. They do. It's not just Mark Andrews you need to be worried about in the passing game. OBJ scored a touchdown. He's first for, I think, since the Super Bowl. You've got to love that. You do. For a guy who's uh, struggled, with, struggled with a lot of injuries, but he looks like he's having a great time in Baltimore. Yeah, Mark Andrews, him, Zay Flowers, incredible rookie. Rashad Bateman, yeah, this team is good. And their defense is just lights out. When you're, when you're holding that Seattle offense to three points, that's impressive. Well, like I said, a huge three weeks coming up for this team. They got Cleveland this week at home. That'll be a, that'll be a grind. That will, two great defenses. Then play Cincinnati the following week after that. Ugh. I know where I'll be. And then, then travel to the uh, travel to the Chargers the week after that. So just a monster three-week stretch coming up for this Baltimore team. We'll see where they're at. They could be 10-2. and two. They could very well be 7-5. and five. Who knows? But if Lamar keeps playing the way that he is and they keep running all over everyone, uh, they know how to control They know how to control the clock because you know, they're pretty much the best running game in the NFL right now. So, yeah, they're impressive. They are right in the Super Bowl hunt for sure. Speaking of impressive, Josh Dobbs, the pastronaut. <laughs> Great nickname I saw out there on NASA. Well played. Uh, 20 for 30 at Atlanta. 158 yards, two touchdowns. 66 on the ground for another touchdown in a 31-28 win. Josh Dobbs had been there for all of about two and a half minutes. <laughs> this guy just, you can bring him in off the street and he's just ready to go. One of the smartest guys in the NFL, obviously, with a astrology background. Uh, you've just got to be happy for him because he's he's bounced around to a lot of teams. I think it's his fifth team since leaving Tennessee or something. It's, it's crazy. Uh, and he's just a guy that just gets it done. He does. And he's now given this Minnesota team a chance to actually make the playoffs this year when they thought all was lost with Kirk Cousins going down. Josh Dobbs come in and said, no, nah, we're the seventh seed at the moment. We're good. And they are. It gives him, you know, it gives Justin Jefferson food for thought because he's meant to be back next week. For him to come in with an extremely capable quarterback now, has his team at five and four, massive game this week against the Saints. And, you know, that's that's a winnable game at home. It really is, especially if JJ is back. Because their stretch after that, you know, they travel to Denver, definitely winnable then play Chicago, then have the bye, and then have Vegas after that. So it's a, it's a huge next four or five weeks for this Minnesota team who could very, very easily be 9-4 and four and heavily in the discussion to to make the playoffs. And they're, they're not a team that you want to be playing as a, as a high seed because they've got enough points in them. And now that their defense is playing very, very well, uh, I wouldn't want to be playing them. But all credit to Josh Dobbs. Well played, mate. Uh, I'm a huge Josh Dobbs fan for, for what he did in Tennessee, uh, coming in and giving, giving our team a chance to to make the playoffs last year in Jacksonville. So I really hope all goes well for Minnesota and he uh, he gets himself a, a deal for them. So that is the best of the best for this week. I think it's time to take out the trash. Yep, we mentioned CJ Stroud before, so let's go to a guy that was taken ahead of him in the draft, Bryce Young. Yikes, that was that was not good. 
It really wasn't. They're now 1-7 and seven with a bad loss to Indy at home. 173 yards, three picks, four sacks. Two of those three picks were pick sixes, both to Kenny Moore. Ugh. He just he I don't know, he look, he looks a little bit nervous or lost. I mean we know how great Bryce was at Alabama, but he is not doing that right now in the NFL. It's tough to watch. He looks so small. He does. You've just got to be thinking, how on earth did they take him over CJ Stroud? I don't know. I really don't. I mean I hope it works out for this kid, but for this week he is belonging in the trash. He was the one that cost us uh, by not going to Jonathan Mingo and getting him open because, let's be honest, against a very suspect indie secondary, and he made them look elite. So, yeah, bad performance from Bryce this week, uh, and they've got a they got a primetime game for, uh, Thursday night football against Chicago, which probably shouldn't be allowed to be televised. I <laughs> uh, really shouldn't. Uh, speaking of young quarterbacks, Zach Wilson. Ugh. They were in our best bets for this week at the plus three. Uh, Zach had eight sacks on the night, zero touchdowns against the Chargers defense who gives them away for fun. Four fumbles as well. Uh, Jets, as, Jets as a whole were, were just terrible. No t- no TDs in a, in a home game. The Jets were flying. I mean, they'd won three straight games as well. It wasn't like the Chargers did a whole lot. I mean, the Jets just practically handed them that win. They did. Uh, so it's a, t- it's a tough loss. I think, you know, there's there's been footage of Aaron Rodgers coming out saying, oh, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. We, we, we know that's not happening. Uh, so they're, they're stuck with Zach for the rest of this year, and they've, they've just got to be better than that. They really do. Because there's still every chance of making the wild card. I mean, their, their defense is, is good enough. Uh, but you're going to have to start winning games like that. Uh, and they've got a big, big next month. You know, they travel to Vegas, primetime game, Sunday night football. Don't know how, but here we are again. Um, then they travel to Buffalo. Uh, and then a, a really big home stretch, Miami, Atlanta, Houston. But they're definitely going to need to... They'll probably need to beat Vegas to, to give themselves a sniff because I can't see them beating Buffalo in Buffalo. But yeah, then those next three games after that are just enormous. So yeah, big stretch for the Jets. Big, big stretch. Uh, let's go to a member of the coaching staff who is probably probably going to belong in the trash for a very long time and how he still has a job I do not know Matt Canada seriously I've got a lot of Pittsburgh fans uh, some of my friends and they are bewildered at the fact that he still has a gig as well that last two minute play calling against Tennessee when they clearly you know needed a first down Tennessee had all their timeouts so you're going to have to throw the ball eventually Matt Third and nine just ran it up the guts for uh, yeah one yard <laughs> one yard completion like it's it's bad it's bad footy um, Pittsburgh you know they're a team who don't like to let go of coaches kind of at, at at the midway point of the season he should be gone you know they're somehow five and three so they're heavily in the playoff hunt they are currently in the playoff hunt and they would be so much better without Matt Canada services but uh, yeah he's <laughs> He's still got a job, and he's going to be in the trash for a very for the foreseeable future anyway. Until his play calling uh, gets a whole lot better, he was on the sidelines for the first time this week and didn't really improve anything, to be honest. So <laughs> that is it for the trash for this week. Let's go to our socials at Trash Talk with Deborg. Keep sending those through on Instagram through my DMs. Uh, we get a few. We get a few this week. Uh, let's start with at Paul Assad, big Philly fan. 
Should the Eagles be Super Bowl favourites? No. They should not. I get it. They're 8-1, and one, but they have looked suspect. They really have. They should have lost that game to Dallas. I think they know it as well. Um, and if Jalen is hobbled, he's definitely hobbling around with that knee brace on. He's not looking... He's not looking fit and healthy, but it's a it's a big win for them. You know they've now won three straight after dropping that game to the Jets uh, just a few weeks ago. But a big bye week for them. I think they'll they'll give Jalen every every opportunity to get his rest because their next month of footy after the bye week or five weeks really is huge. So they got they travel to Kansas City in week eleven. Then two big home games against against Buffalo and San Fran. Then travel to Dallas. Then travel to Seattle. Wow. That is five big weeks of footy. They're every chance of dropping all those games, but they're also every chance of winning all those games. So, yeah, at 8-1 and one at the moment, I'd, I, get, I get it. Their record is what it is, but I don't think they're the best team in the NFC this year. I think once the, once the Niners do get healthy, I believe they are better. Um, but it could come down to home field advantage, and they're... They're, you know, Philly's a, Philly's a tough place to win. It really is, but it all come down to Jalen Hurts' health, absolutely, for sure. And Nick Sirianni's decision making of continually taking DeAndre Swift out inside the ten. <laughs> Enjoy that, fantasy football managers. That is me. <laughs> Thanks for your question, Paulie. Let's go to at Kate Winnie, big NFL fan this year. Uh, do you think Baltimore are the best team in the AFC North? Uh, it is them and Cincinnati's division, absolutely. Baltimore, yeah, they're lights out this year. They really are. As we mentioned before, just a huge next three weeks for them, uh, having to play Cincy as well. Uh, but you know they're seven and two. Pittsburgh five and three. Cleveland five and three. The Bengals are last in the division at five and three. That just shows how strong that division is this year. Um, but yeah, they're they are right up there. They're probably level pegging with Cincy for sure. Uh, and I guess the, the division title could go, you know, a big way in deciding that will be that week 11 matchup against Cincy for sure. It will. Because, I mean, their run home is cruisy-ish. It is. After the charges, you know, they've got a buy, and then their last five weeks, you know, they got the Rams, they'll beat them. At Jags, tough. At Niners, tough. Then play the Dolphins, kind of tough too, and then finish with Pittsburgh. So it, it's... It's tough to say, are they the best team in the AFC North? Because I, I think they are just about level with with Cincinnati, the way that both teams are currently playing. But they go as far as Lamar Jackson can take them. They really do. Uh, if he can stay healthy, which he hasn't been able to do over the last few years, then yeah, they. I'd have them just about level with, with Cincy for sure. I would. Thank you for your question there. Let's go to at James Holden. Can the Cowboys win anything meaningful with Dak? Uh, as we've mentioned, I mean, this guy just keeps making poor decisions late in games. He does. He's he missed two wide-open receivers uh, on some crucial drives when he, when he threw it to his backup tight end who fell short by a yard. He had Brandon Cooks wide open. He really did. And it's like he just narrows in. Narrows in on one guy. I don't know. It's it's so weird with Dak because I mean you look at his box score and it looks like he had a monster game, but then you then you see that he's eaten four or five sacks in crucial crucial times of a game. It's just his, his decision making late in games just is not good enough for a team who clearly is good enough to win a Super Bowl. I don't think I don't think they win a Super Bowl with Dak. I really don't. Um, I I believe 
the Kirk Cousins situation or his injury status will be heavily monitored in the offseason. It will. Because if he's healthy and ready to go, I feel like he's a quarterback that you can plug in there and know that you can win a Super Bowl with him. One thing I will say for Dak, though, is that they clearly don't have the weapons outside of C.D. Lamb to actually get it done. He's their only real elite wide receiver. Ferguson's been good at tight end without you know being a real big-name guy. But outside of him, you know, you've got Gallup or Brandon Cooks. Like they're, they're just not big-name receivers. So Tony Pollard is also good in the backfield, but he was a great change of pace back last year. Now they're trying to get him to be that guy uh, this year to, as a yard eater, but he's really not that. So it is a hard one. It is. I don't think they win a Super Bowl with Dak, though, so I would monitor that Kirk Cousins injury situation next season for sure. Uh, last question's come through as an anonymous question, so we're going to keep it anonymous. If the draft went Stroud, then Young, would we be talking about Bryce Young right now? I'm going to say no, because CJ Stroud always should have been the number one pick. Carolina have dropped the ball massively there. When you look at what CJ's doing in Houston, he doesn't have elite talent outside of him. He's making you know, he's making Noel Brown and Dalton Schultz look like absolute monsters. And Tank Dell's playing very well outside of him, but he's just a rookie as well. So it's not like it's not like he's got elite weapons. He's just making them look elite. Whereas Bryce Young has the same kind of thing. I mean at least he's got a serviceable guy in Adam Thielen, but they don't really have a whole lot either. But CJ's frame just gives him that edge over Bryce Young. Like he, he looks tall and strong, whereas Bryce looks like a kid out there right now and a deer in headlights. So, yeah, I, don't, I, I really don't think Bryce would have helped out Houston all that much as much as CJ is. Um, so, yeah, I, just, I really do think that, that Carolina, they dropped the ball and Houston are forever thankful for it, for sure. Yeah. All right, that is our questions done for the week. Let's hit on our best bets for week 10. Show me the money! Yes, please. All right. Last week, we went one-on-one in week nine. Uh, we had the over 46.5 Dallas-Philly, which saluted with ease. Unfortunately, we had the Jets plus three last night. They did nothing. They were bad, but it's what happens when you bet on Zach Wilson and the Jets. <laughs> Um, we also went 0-2 in our reels. We were very, very unlucky on Friday with the game going under by one. Uh, we had Will Levis 200 plus, Chiggy uh, 15 plus, and D Hop 45 plus with the over 37. So that was the only one that cost us with 36 points. Sunday night, uh, we targeted a couple of tight ends in TJ Hawkinson and Musgrave over their receiving yards and got that with Jordan Addison. Unfortunately, someone who's in the trash this week, Bryce Young, could not find his huge, huge target on the outside, Jonathan Mingo, uh, for 30-plus. So that let us down there. But we are on the money, and we will stick to that. Um, Definitely every Sunday, the odd Friday one for sure. But, uh, yeah, every Sunday night we're going to be targeting something. So keep your eye out for that at Trash Talk with D-Bork on socials, Insta and the TikTok. So... Let's see what we got for week 10. We'll go to the Chargers-Lions game. No idea how this isn't a primetime game, but in saying that, given how bad primetime games have performed this year, the totals, probably glad this is a uh, just an afternoon slate game. 
definitely the best game of the week in the afternoon slate. So we're going to go with the over 48.5 in this one. I think there's plenty of points in this contest. Uh, Monty potentially back for Detroit will help them. And I just believe Jared Goff has the ability to shred this Chargers defense apart. Um, and yeah, I think we know that the Chargers have plenty of points in them. They didn't look amazing against the Jets, but they, they kind of cruised to that. Uh, this game has the potential to be you know high 50s. So... I'll, uh, I'll lock that in for this week. And then we're going to go to a team who's, I mean, last been a roller coaster as an Atlanta Falcons fan. But they travel to Arizona this week with Kyle Murray back in the rotation. That doesn't concern me at all. We're going to lock in the Atlanta Falcons money line at $1.83, or I think it's about minus 118 out there for that. They're. They should have the ability to run all over Arizona. It's something Arizona can't do. They can't stop the run, which just would be, you know, it's like Christmas for Artie Smith because it's all he wants to do is run the ball. And he's got guys that could pound, pound them with Bijan if he ever wants to use him and Tyler Algier. Um, I think I think they win. They win pretty comfortably. They do. Uh, their defense has been kind of picked apart of late over the last couple of weeks, so they'll, they'll need to be improved on that. But I think Kyle is going to be a little bit rusty in this one. It might take him a little while to get going. So we'll stick with uh, we'll stick with Taylor Heineke and the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, as we mentioned, keep an eye out on socials for our reels on the Sunday night for for some more parlay action there. Uh, and yeah, the odd, the odd Friday for our best bets with the NFL. So that's it for the week. Another cracking, cracking week of footy. Let's hope week 10 uh, has something similar in store for us. If you're looking for some college footy action, we got Oregon and USC this week. Uh, we'd be looking at the over there as well. I think it's about 73 and a half. So we'll, we'll slide that into our best bets as well. Uh, and hopefully the Ducks can get the win over Caleb Williams and USC. But that's it. Footy done. We will see you again next week on Monday for our NBA pod. This has been Trash Talk with D Bork. Have a great week. I'm out.